Notice where your attention is right now. And invite the quality of mindful awareness. Allow this to rest, <clears throat> rest within the body. Maybe sitting on the floor or kneeling in a chair, perhaps reclining. Just allow the body to rest, the awareness to rest right within the body. It's experience of body from the inside. The body resting on the earth because that's the nature of things. The earth element, earth resting on earth. Awareness resting within the body, simple. It's the nature of things. It can rest there. Might be as simple as just knowing that there is a body. And even say those words, a little gentle whisper in the mind, there is a body. You know, this framing. Framing of experience through this, through this uh, field of sensations we call body. There is a body. Simply sitting, knowing that you're sitting, knowing that you're reclining. You know, to go chasing sensations or trying to pin something down there. It's the simplicity of knowing the posture. Body sitting, body reclining, body standing. And within that field of changing sensations, you might notice the movement associated with the breath as it enters and leaves the body. And say hello to the breath. It's been there since we took our first breath and it will be there till we take our last breath our companion in life. Say hello, little breath. Different ways we notice that. Sensations perhaps at the nostrils or the back of the throat, light touching sensations, movement in the chest or the abdomen, 
sense of the movement of the flow of the breath, filling the whole body, relaxing, flowing out. Let the breath breathe itself. Breath manifesting as this flow of sensations. Maybe a short breath, subtle and fine, maybe long and deep. Let it come to you. Rest the awareness within the body and let the experience of the breath show itself if it wishes to. Say hello to the breath. You might notice the experience of hearing. Sounds that arise, they, they take the attention, we become aware of them. Sound of my voice. Sounds within the hall, soft internal sounds that arise. Occasional sounds that drift in from outside. If we become aware of them, then they've become the object. They've taken the attention. We notice hearing. May even have a light whisper of the word in the mind if it helps us to connect with that experience. Hearing, receiving it. Contact at the ear door. And hearing consciousness arises, sound is known, hearing. And so we can establish a relationship, a, a kind of point of reference. You could think of it as a gentle anchor, not a big heavy one tethering us, but a point of reference perhaps, or a place to begin, a place to begin again. You 
might think of it as a, a primary object. Not that we're trying to force or hold the attention there. More a place we can return to. It's like we've placed a stick into a stream of moving water, pressed it into the, the bottom of the stream so that it stays there. And it's a point of reference within that flow. We can refer to it, come back to it, allow the awareness, the mindfulness to stabilize somewhat there, keeping it simple. Just this, body sitting, reclining. Breath in and out, rising, falling of the abdomen. And perhaps whispering those words, if they're helpful, you may find it useful. It's a gentle whisper in the mind, rising, falling, sitting, reclining. Hearing. Of course, this is not all that happens. They're a useful way to see our experience, to sense into our experience is as a flow of contacts at different sense doorways. We have the body, contact in the body, sensations and body consciousness knowing that. Contact at the ear doorway, hearing arising. At the eyes, Seeing, the nose, smelling, the mouth and tongue, tasting, and the mind. All of the different objects that arise strictly at the mind door, thinking, different emotions and moods, mind states that come. It's this contact and the mind knows, thinking. Hearing. Sensing. We may rest the attention with the body, the experience of sitting, with the breath, with the contact at the ear and hearing, 
Maybe our gentle anchor, our primary object, our point of reference. And then other sensations arise. We become aware of them. We don't have to go to them. We're already there. Aware of tension, hardness, touching. warmth or coolness. These sensations may be pleasant, enjoyable, might be unpleasant. They might be more neutral, neither one, neither pleasant nor unpleasant just a sensation, no real feeling of it being pleasant or unpleasant or neutral. Maybe discomfort in the body some point discomfort probably arises in some part of the body. Maybe uh, showing up as hardness or heat, pressure, pulling or twisting, stinging. I can bring the attention there Noticing the changing sensations, if there's some energy and interest for that. It's a clear object. Hardness. Pressure. Might notice how we relate to it. Resistance, worry. Not liking. So for a time we can stay with that sensation. Not forcing the attention there, not bearing it. If there is some interest to explore, something that might feel like a solid thing, we discover there's change and shift and movement within it, comes and goes, gets stronger, fades away and then returns. and checking how we're relating to it. At a certain point, we may need to move the attention away. There's too much aversion, 
too much resistance. We're just getting tighter. The mind is getting worn down by the sensation, too strong. It may be wise to shift the attention to something more neutral, back to our anchor, our primary object, or perhaps uh, making the decision to shift the posture to alleviate the sensations, to bring some ease and relief. Wisdom tells us it's the time to do that. can notice that process, the desire to move, the intention to shift, and then the shifting and all of the actions and movements, sensations of that. So the awareness can stay quite continuous. So notice if anything is feeling like a problem. Something that's getting in the way of meditation. Reminding ourselves there's nothing that's inherently a problem. find a kind and skillful way of relating to things that are difficult. Finding this thread of kindness, kindness, a kind of friendly awareness, responsive. And in whatever way you are able, keeping things simple and as easeful as possible.
there's a verse in one of the uh, the texts um, that's attributed to the Buddha's attendant, the Venerable Ananda, who was his cousin and uh, his close friend and, and attendant for uh, many, many years. And this, this verse uh, apparently may have been spoken uh, after the Buddha's uh, death and after a lot of the old timers, uh, Venerable Sariputta and Mahamogalana, the Buddha's uh, chief disciples, it said, were, had passed away. And, um, and part of this verse, uh, Ananda says, uh, it's, it's a little bit of a sad verse, but this one line that I want to share with you this morning, he says, there is no friend like mindfulness of the body. And I was just, somehow, for some reason, that uh, came, that phrase, that part of the verse came into my uh, mind, my heart this morning and thinking of, of this possibility that this kaya gata sati, body gone, mindfulness, mindfulness gone to the body, could be our friend throughout our practice. You know, we might see it, oh, it's the first foundation, kind of start there and then we'll go to the better stuff, <laughs> better stuff than this body. <laughs> but see, see if you can have this sense that this can be our friend and it can be such a great teacher, the body. I remember, I think it was the first time I sat the, this three month retreat and I had only been meditating for a few months. I was pretty new to practice. And, um, and I, my knees were in better shape then. <laughs> I could sit on the floor and I would, I'd get my posture right. You know, you can get it right, <laughs> you think. <laughs> and you know, and then, and then it wouldn't stay right. I, I was so disappointed. And then I'd, I'd figure out, oh, I'd, I'd readjust it and I'd put a little cushion here and, ah, now I got it. And then it didn't last. And I, my idea at the time was that if, that everyone else who were, you know, real yogis and good meditators, were able to sit without any discomfort, that that was somehow how it was supposed to be. And if it wasn't like that, I was doing it wrong. But as we probably may have noticed by now, um, these bodies are kind of inherently uncomfortable things, aren't they? At, at a certain point. I mean, they, they, they're pretty good. But it can be interesting to watch you might notice this at mealtime or if you're sitting drinking a cup of tea or just sitting somewhere in an in-between time and not, not really doing a formal practice. Hopefully mindfulness is there some of the time. But you might notice all of the little, little adjustments. Or if you're at home especially or you're at a movie, you know, it's like, You know, it's like all the time this is going on, what's happening there? There's discomfort in the body, a response in the mind, and then we move. And most of the time we just don't notice that. But notice it, you might notice it sometime today, maybe while you're eating lunch, just see you know, little shifts. 
So we're right there, we're learning that things are impermanent, right? The comfortable thing doesn't stay comfortable. It's kind of unsatisfactory because of that. And it's doing its own thing, right? We're not in charge. Let it only be comfortable. Wouldn't it be great if we had that control? Let me only have pleasant feelings in this body. So then coming to a a skillful, um, wise, kind relationship to uh, discomfort, painful sensations that are going to arise in the body at times and in the mind, in the heart. That's really, really a good thing to to learn. That, I mean, that's a lot of what we learn in meditation is coming to a, a wise and kind relationship with this body and mind, which are our two big problems, right? As I said the other night, we don't have trouble with other things so much. I mean, other people's bodies and minds also are big problems for us. But, um, you know, we can kind of maybe let them do their own thing sometimes. It's not the right bodies and minds and everyone else's. So, so then, yeah, what do we do when discomfort arises? You know, if our first, um, if what we do immediately is all those little shifts and movements and, and adjust immediately, oh, I've got to do something, got to do something about it, got to do something about it, we're, we're never really going to settle down. The mind will remain, uh, the mind and the heart will remain in a place of more, uh, less settledness, more uh, restless agitation. And so it's, it's, um, we can stay and actually turn the attention to these sensations. They can be very uh, interesting to explore, something that feels like just a solid uh, ball of hardness. If we turn the attention to it, we'll see it's a shifting flow of all kinds of different sensations and see how we're relating to it, as I suggested earlier unpleasant sensations like that, probably at a certain point, the mind is going to say, no. Maybe aversion will arise, resistance. We'll see we're tightening around it. At a certain point, if the sensation gets really, really strong, the pain really strong, the aversion, the resistance starts to build. At a certain point, there's, it doesn't, it's not uh, useful to stay there anymore. To, to just tough it out. We're getting tighter and tighter, tenser and tenser. The mind is withering from the aversion. Prior to that withering, it's a good idea to shift it. And then we can shift it mindfully and the flow, the continuity of the awareness of the mindfulness does not have to be broken there. It's woven right into the, the flow of that continuity. It's no problem. So, so that's a discernment that we make. But really helpful to um, get to know this aspect of the body because it's unavoidable. Too bad. You know, the secret teaching that we're going to lay on you one of these days, how to always be comfortable. A big disappointment, but we don't have that. The Buddha didn't have it. He had chronic back pain. He had an aging body. There was discomfort, but he had a very wise, skillful, balanced relationship to that. So that we develop this. So um, anyway, this possibility that 
a mindfulness directed to the body can be our friend and learn so much there. So befriending the body, not forcing it and at the same time really getting to know it intimately. This, this practice, in all ways, it's, it's this, um, we're developing this radical intimacy with our body, mind, heart. And it's not always easy, so we have to find a way to uh, befriend, befriend the whole thing. Any questions about uh, the instructions or your practice, something that